Welcome to Beautiful Work, Beautiful Life, the podcast. I'm Laurel Holland, and you'll be joining me with my co-hosts and guests as we dive into how doing your inner work, or the beautiful work, is the amazingly effective pathway to creating the life of your dreams. We hope you discover your passions, your purpose, and your fulfillment, because when you change, the world changes. And when you do your inner work, or the beautiful work, you make the world a more beautiful place for all of us. Thank you for tuning in to Beautiful Work, Beautiful Life, the podcast. Hi, Laurel. Hi, Laurel. We're back again for our next podcast episode. Super happy about this. Super happy about this. I am too. I think that we have so much to talk about today. I know we do. We do. And before we really dig in, our topic today for our listeners is resistance. But before we really dig in, I want to just bring up something that I was thinking about after our last podcast episode, which for our listeners is about sacred space. And the one thing that we didn't talk about when we talked about sacred space is how the word sacred the root of the word sacred is sacre, which is heart mm. in the Roman language, right? In the Latin Roman languages. And so one of the easiest ways to think about sacred space is really heart space. That is incredible. Yeah. It, it makes it so easy when you think about it as being heart space. Heart space, right? And I think when I was thinking about that too, it was a good lead in too for our topic today because one of the reasons resistance comes up when we're doing this work, this beautiful work, is because we're trying to protect our heart, right? Often, don't you think that's a lot of it? I think we live most of our life trying to protect our heart. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so let's dive into the topic of resistance today and let's help our listeners break down and, and begin to, uh, for themselves, right, identify places where they might be able to be starting and getting more into their inner work or beautiful work, but resistance is showing up and keeping them away from it. And the other place I think that it will show up with our listeners is when they want something and um, focusing on what they want, the resistance shows up time and time again. Yes. Um, so that will be a fun place to explore. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Um, so uh, let's see, where should we start? Where should we start? Anything coming up immediately if you around resistance that you want to dive into? Well, you know, I was thinking about setting the um, kind of tone for how I experience resistance and most of the time it's very subtle. Yeah. And so I think that's a good reminder for our listeners is that it doesn't have to be some big thing that shows up and you say, oh my gosh, that's a roadblock. That looks like resistance. It could really just be the most subtle situation that we're not even often aware of. Oh, that is so true. I, I couldn't help it. As soon as you started saying that, Laurel, I literally, my mind and my being started to travel back to one of my beginning, you know, breakthroughs or breakdowns that started me in the work, which we're going to talk about in the next episode was 
It was really subtle. It was like the stories of resistance were also woven into my own story and my way of just navigating the world so um, regularly that I wouldn't have even noticed them necessarily as resistance. That wouldn't have been, you know, like, oh, that's a roadblock. It wasn't like that. It was just how I was navigating the world at that point in time. So can you share one subtle that now you recognize as resistance? Yeah, I think I'll tell you, um, and we will, we'll come back and we both will share a little bit about our, our stories of getting divorced. But one of the things that I told myself from the, from, from the very beginning of my first marriage, I got married at 22, very young was I inside and i never said it out loud it was an inside story i was not the kind of person that would get divorced and so when my marriage was unhappy for me inside i was so committed to doing whatever it took to make it work because the story in my mind which was a resistance to the truth or what i wanted more of or the kind of life i wanted to live was just i i wasn't the kind of person that was going to get divorced and so oh, I couldn't even go there. So it, that is such a great example. And what came to mind for me as you were talking about that is that we we're led to believe that often it's our perseverance and our, you know, our our push through our our struggle that will bring us the reward that we're that we deserve. Yeah. Um, and what an incredible incredible balance it is between perseverance and and resistance and intuition right yeah yeah that's great and for a person that was you know really into perfection and having like you know everything good on the outside that was so important to me and that was a resistance that that was another level of resistance right was this idea of i work hard i'm committed i persevere i you know i'm i can make things go good right and so no matter what my truth was i had i kept overriding it with these ideas and stories about how i was supposed to be in the world i think yeah i do that too yeah. uh, i have done it and um, I think the, the beauty of this inner work and doing the work is that I recognize how I am responding to resistance. Um, it's really interesting. Yeah. Can you think of an example for you? Is something recent or anywhere along the way where you were able to identify, oh, that's resistance and then recognize the subtlety of it? So I, it really, um, the most recent probably was starting my own coaching business. You know, I had come out of a, a corporate career for, and worked for 30 years, not for myself. Um, and I had this idea, I was going to have my own business and very quickly, I did all the things, took the business class, did all the, you know, the the education, the structure. And then when it was time really to start doing the work, I quickly gravitated to a job for someone else part time mm -hmm. um, in a very familiar setting that I was capable of, 
that I used to do, that I was needed. And it took me a little while to go, whoa, what have I just done? Um, and it was really resisting the next kind of bold step on my path that scared the heck out of me. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I, and that's a perfect story to, to help us talk into a little bit, you know, the feelings around um, taking these risks and why resistance comes up. I mean, there's a lot to navigate in a subtle way. And then also in an emotional, you know, the, the emotional components of doing this, this work and, and really truly honoring, you know, our inner self is we, we are taking risks and we're, we're stepping off our beaten path and it can be scary, right? It can be scary. And um, it's a time when we need support, but the people that have known us our whole lives, it's a risk to them too. Yeah because we are changing and discovering, you know, something that has always been in us that maybe is new that we're letting out. Yeah. Um, and it is, it's a risk for everyone. Um, and so that's what one of the things I find is that who do you go to for support and to hold you and give you strength through the transitions, despite the resistance, yeah. when everyone around you is feeling a little bit of resistance as well. Yeah, I feel like that's that's ultimately in so many ways what my coaching practice is. Do you find that with you too? Like absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Your clients. It's really about having them, you know, come into a space and work with somebody who really is in support of exactly what they want and not worried about how it's going to affect us, right? <laughs> like like it would be for other people in their lives because. You know, wow, you're going to make that big change. What does that mean for me is the unspoken. Well, although for some people, they just say right out loud. <laughs> that, that might be for some people, you know, like, oh, what does that mean for me? I don't want you to change because then I might have to change. It happens all the time. And I, I, that is one of the things I enjoy most too in my coaching business is that um, being able to help someone discover their potential and be who they're meant to be rather than who they've always been. Yeah. Um, and, and that's hard. It's hard work. It is. It is. But it's such beautiful work. This is why we're calling it beautiful work, because really, I mean, to feel like you're living into your potential and knowing that there's more and more to come is such a beautiful space to be in in your life. And and to even feel the fear. Right. So a lot of times when resistance comes up, it comes up as fear. Right. Yeah, it does. And, yeah. So we have to learn how to work with fear. And for me, I think, you know, uh, ultimately it's been befriend fear has been my, don't try to make it go away because that's another level of resistance, right? Absolutely. But instead, how do you make it your friend? How do you work with it and invite it to be there, but not be in the driver's seat? Right. And I find that if you, um, you know, kind of flirt with that fear a little bit, right? Go right up to the edge without going over. Yeah. Um, you expand your comfort zone. And as we know, based on life experience, something that you may have done when you were younger that you had never done before is no longer scary. It's not, it doesn't create this fear, a sense of fear, because it's now in our comfort zone. Um, and as we continue to do that, it, it changed, it, we expand so much just by faith, 
facing our fear and flirting with our fear. Um, And it's interesting because I do think that one of, when we have fear, it shows, you know, that is resistance. Um, And other things, a self-doubt, I believe is resistance, the lack of confidence and just the very nature of, you know, taking small risk helps overcome both of those things. Yeah. Yeah. I think we talked about that too, a little bit in one of the previous episodes was this idea of taking small steps, you know, not, not diving into the big or feeling like you have to have a pathway to the very end result you might be hoping or wanting, but rather taking these small steps to help you build that sense of self-confidence and self-esteem and, um, you know, breaking down the self-doubt. You know, it it helps to break down all of that. So um, I think the path of small steps is uh, one of the most worthy places to 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 go and to think about, you know, your path. It really is. And although there are times, situations um, and even and even individuals who prefer to leap (laughs) and be with it. Right. Um, And sometimes I think that approach while it's not for everyone and it's not comfortable for everyone it does prevent the second guessing right mm-hmm. you know you're in it now <laughs> right uh, and everyone around you is in it with you <laughs> there was no there was no choice for them you yeah. know to hold you back right yeah uh, so how do you get rid, rid of resistance really fast take action that's right something scares you yeah yeah and i think um you know that's interesting because that's that's a beautiful way to like even consider or for yourself for everybody to do a little evaluation internally you know is are you a big risk taker if you are then resistance might not be the bigger issue for you or it might show up in in way more subtle ways or different kinds of ways than it would be for those of us that maybe are, are not such big risk takers and are feelings tend to you know get in the way more and and um and we aren't you know uh we don't maybe we maybe don't get a thrill from that big leap you know (laughs) or we don't know how to navigate even feeling the big thrill and enjoying it well and i i can give an example in my own own life i don't i do not consider myself a risk taker (laughs) i i'm not a brave woman um however you know i quit my corporate job without another job lined up yeah, and I, I once said to my daughters, it was the bravest thing I've ever done. Yeah. And my oldest looked at me and said, you've done brave things all your, you know, your whole life. You just don't even know. Yeah. Um, but there are times in life where you may want something and resistance shows up and shows up and shows up and you're not brave enough to take the leap. Mm. So you sit for a little too long and then all of a sudden, you, there's no choice. There's no turning back. You do it. Um, and, and I think we'll talk about that in a future episode about nudges from the universe and how to, how to take action when action is right for you. Yeah. Despite the resistance. Yeah. Yeah. And how do you know when it's for you? You know, like, how do you not talk yourself out of something that might be for you, but you don't see it that way, or you're afraid to see it that way or whatever, how to navigate all that. So yeah, we definitely want to do a whole podcast on that because it's such a big um, topic to explore and to break down for yourself, you know, how to, how to, how to live into, you know, the invitations of, 
your bigger life. And uh, sometimes we don't even know what that looks like when we're used to the safe territory, that comfort zone. I love that you talked about the comfort zone, expanding your comfort zone too, through these small steps and through these taking these small risks. Cause I think that that's such a, a theme in this is um, how do you, and, and really for a successful life, how do you keep expanding your comfort zone so that you live into a life where you're comfortable and when you're not, you go, wow, I just need to like be with this and relax and explore a little bit, which is really about expanding your comfort zone. It really is. And when you think about, you know, full life, for me, it's I, I, I never wanted to be the same person I was for 80 years, right? You know, so I, I want to learn and grow and I want curiosity to open the door for me to expand not, not just my comfort zone, but my life, my experience. Um, and I can't imagine not doing that. Yeah. Um, even though I, I don't think I'm a risk taker. <laughs> you are, you are, you're just, you probably see it differently as I, as do I, you know, like same, very similarly, I don't think of myself as a risk taker, taker, but I know I've done a lot of things that are certainly off the beaten path. Um, you know, Laurel, as you were talking, I was thinking about um, this, this idea of how do you, how do you um, learn how to understand the subtleties in your body around resistance and begin to work with those because we know they show up as stories. We know they show up up as limitations. One of the stories I hear a lot from clients is I, I don't like change. Like right. that's a, that's a story we tell ourselves. I don't like change. Well, if every look, just watch groundhog day. <laughs> is that the life you want? I don't think so. <laughs> right. But, but this idea of, you know, we tell ourselves these stories and so we have this mental process, but we also have a physical process that is happening in the resistance experience. So, Speak, will you speak into that a little bit for you? Yeah. Sure. i um done a little bit of work on this topic and embodied self-awareness and through some coaching courses I've taken, but really feeling, you know, trying to get out of your head and feel in your body where, where something is showing up. So as you have a thought, maybe about taking an action that doesn't feel, you know, comfortable, um, I ask myself, you know, where do I feel it in my body? And once I identify the location in my body, then the next question I ask is, is it a feeling of expansiveness or contraction? Am, am I feeling tension in there? Or am I feeling eagerness or, or um, excitement in that part of it? Um, Sometimes I even ask if I could give it a color, what color would it be? And that often tells me, um, typically if it's a dark, heavy color, I can identify it as it's something that I need to lighten, mm -hmm. um, that it's resistance. Mm -hmm. So those are, you know, some of the things I do, but it really takes, you know, closing your eyes and getting out of your head and Sometimes we're not used to feeling the, the 
reaction or response our body has to decision making. Um, and there's another tool I learned when I was in my yoga training course, but a, you know, either, either sitting or standing, but closing your eyes, keeping your hands close to your thighs and thinking about a choice you have and feeling if your body is swaying forward or backward. And the, and the movement is so subtle, so tiny. Sometimes you can't really feel it, but if you just sit with that for a minute, your body does lean in or away from um, as we try to make decisions without using our head. Love that. That's a great tool. So that's a beautiful tool for everyone to think about, you know, in terms of starting for yourself, you know, to feel into, are you having resistance or aren't you having resistance? You know, literally um, that lean forward, lean back. One of the most beautiful experiences I had early on when I was going through a lot of change in my thirties was I got to this point in my um, experience where I was moving forward and making new choices and creating this new life. And I had um, the chance to either do my master's degree um, or teach some classes of Tai Chi or work at a woman's center part-time. And they all were things that I wanted to do. And I knew I couldn't do them all. So I laid on my bed and I imagined myself projected myself forward, imagining myself doing each one of those things and really listened into my, what my body wanted, like what felt natural and right. And it was so clear. I mean, literally, this, and this was a two, three, four minute exercise. This didn't, I didn't lie there all day wondering, you know, playing out days and days. This was like very quick and very quickly I said, oh, I, I know what I'm supposed to do. This is the path right now. So I, I, I love that because this is the whole idea of sometimes we struggle and we struggle and the answers aren't in our mind. Our mind will debate it till doomsday. Our ego will go over and over and over, whatever, right? But our body really knows. So that exercise I have never done, but I can't wait to try that. And I'm curious, was the contrast in how you felt like so apparent? so obvious or or did you have to think through the scenarios a couple times you know it seemed very obvious yeah it's almost like that i think it was probably a lean forward lean back but it just showed up in a uh like there was an emptiness around one of them and the mm -hmm. other two were just this excitement and going forward mm -hmm. i just trusted that because i could have talked myself out of and done it differently and it might have been just fine but there were so many good things that happened along the way. And I ended up doing all of them eventually. I just couldn't do them all at once. I think that's the other thing too, is this idea of, you know, coming back to the body tries to protect us and keep us in safe spaces. And if we're trying to do too much, which is generally the Western woman's way or the Western way is get all these goals on the table, do them all, do them all fast, get, get ahead, get more, get right. And the body's like tired. It doesn't want all that. It wants to go at a different pace, a more loving, compassionate, gentle pace. And I even think often about consumption, you know, that we were so aware in this Western culture of our consumption of food or alcohol, but we're not, we don't bring the same 
busyness consumption, doing all the things, achieving all the goals as consumption. But as you were talking, it, it just makes me think that our body cannot be overrun by consuming too much. Yeah. And, um, and that is incredible. Yeah. And the other thing I was thinking about is that, you know, when we think about a heart centered life, and I often think about how do we live a heart centered life? If you think about every experience going through your heart, every choice going through your heart as your the filter, right? Mm -hmm. um, your heart can't absorb all of it at one time. Yeah. It can't process all of that. I know, I know. It's too much energetically. That would be harmful, right? Mm -hmm. It's uh, in Chinese medicine, when I was studying Chinese medicine uh, back in my day of Tai Chi days, was this idea of um, there are six pernicious evils that you have to be aware of in energetics, right? And too much of anything is not healthy. And so too much joy is actually one of the evils. It's, it's if you try to set up your life so that you only have joy and you're running this constant level of high joy through your body, it's almost as if you wear yourself out really quickly. And the body doesn't want that. The body really wants balance. It doesn't want extremes. We mentally want extremes. We might personality want extremes, but the body is always seeking balance because it's a holistic organism, which is that's its natural tendency. Yeah. Oh, that's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. So Laura, let's kind of move into our wrap up um, for today. Anything else coming up for you before we go to some questions for our listeners and thinking about resistance for themselves? No, I think, I mean, it is such a deep topic, but I think we've covered so much of it. I mean, the self-awareness of that one baby step of being slightly more aware yeah. of where resistance is showing up in your life. Yeah, yeah. And what is your response to that? Yeah. Yeah. And I think feeling into, you know, the idea of, what in your life is not is not going the way you want it to go or isn't bringing you the satisfaction, the fulfillment that you want? And how are you experiencing that? How are you relating to it? Because I think our relationship with it oftentimes shows up or can help lead us into where is the resistance and where can we start to navigate some change in, in some more gentle ways, because sometimes the harsh way is the thing that scares us. And, you know, everybody has a different, different problem that they might be encountering. And so we don't have the answers to those, but we certainly have a way of approaching, um, you know, the, the situation that we struggle with. Yeah. And then the, the, um, as you was talking, I was thinking about not only what do we want, but what don't we want? Yeah. Where, where might we be holding ourselves back you know where are we playing small to please other people or to keep ourselves safe those are some of the other things i think about when you know becoming more aware of the resistance that we may put in our own life yeah yeah that's great yeah so let's let's i i think you kind of let us into there but let's kind of like put it pose it more to the listeners here as we close out today for our questions or our mm -hmm. our journaling exercises however we want to put it right for our listeners today around resistance um i think that idea of i of what you don't like i i would say for me you know go ahead and 
you know, let yourself write down in a journal or somewhere, what don't you like about your life? And now what it, take each one of those and write down, what do you want instead? Because I think that's all you really need to know. Even if it's, I want it to go away and you don't have an answer how to make it go away. It's still allowing yourself to tune into what do you want? It's the, I don't like it as the resistance showing up. And the I, what do I want instead is the invitation to how do you want to change or how might you alter this going forward without actually, you know, doing it, just accepting that you you don't want this anymore. Yeah. How about you, Laura? What might you? I, I would, I would add to that. How do I want to feel? Yeah. And so as you take stock of your life, Mm -hmm. you know, you can break it down into all the things you do or have. Um, and how, how do you feel about each of those? How, not emotionally, but physically, how do I want to feel? And again, don't get caught up in the how, just identify if the feeling is heavy or is the feeling lightness and joy, um, or is the feeling more balanced and may fluctuate, um, back and forth. Um, but just to identify how each of those things really make you feel physically. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I I think that that's such a worthy exercise because it's beginning also to expand your, your habit of tuning into what your body, how is your body speaking to you? And so much of the success I think will come from, uh, you know, in terms of working with resistance will come from being able to really be in your body and work with all the messages that are coming, um, in a much more self-accepting, non-judgmental, allowing kind of way. Yeah. Mm. Good information in the body. That inner voice is, is um, there when we need it. I know. If we can listen to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So listen, 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 listeners to yourself, right? You're listening to us now. Now go take, take some time for yourself and listen inward and, and see what your body needs and wants today. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Thanks for being with me again today, Laurel. So much fun as always. I look forward to seeing you again. I'll see you real soon. Thanks, Laurel. Bye-bye. Bye for now. Thank you for joining us here at Beautiful Work, Beautiful Life, the podcast. We welcome questions from you, our listeners. Feel free to send one along. If you enjoyed the podcast, the best compliment we receive is when you share the podcast with a friend. Thanks for being with us to elevate the conversation and open up new pathways for all of us.